Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim and Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak at Shalom. We're now in Masachat Shabbat, Tafkuf Nun Amud Aleph, at the top of the Amud. Looking at the third Mishnah, and this is the 23rd Parak, continuing with issues of transactions on Shabbat. Lo yiskor adam po'alim Shabbat. You're not allowed to hire workers on Shabbat. You can't tell somebody else to do that for you. We'll have to see why that's at all a necessary statement. Uh, now we uh, enter into a new area from Machshichin Alatchum, which is to go at the very last minute of Shabbat towards Tchum Shabbat and stay there, waiting at the boundary for Shabbat to be over, so you can cross the boundary of permissible area to uh, walk, um, which we will deal with in detail in Masachat Eruvin. Uh, in order to do some other activity. So you cannot do that, to go out and hire workers or to go bring fruit from the other place. But you can go there and be there the last minute before Shabbat in order to go and do a job Saturday night of watching Perot. And then you can bring Perot back. Abashal's rule was, Anything that I'm allowed to say on Shabbat is something that I'm allowed to go and be machshich for, and that is the technical term for uh, anticipatory uh, presence at the boundary. Okay, why is it any different uh, between you saying hiring workers or asking somebody else to do it? They both should be prohibited. One should uh, follow from the other. I'm a papa chaver nochri. We're talking about a non-Jew. You can't tell a non-Jew to go hire people. That's already a shvut. And it's telling a non-Jew to do malacha for you is already prohibited. It could even be a Jewish friend. You can't tell him, hire workers. You can say to somebody, by way of illusion, how would you like to come over and be with me this evening? Meaning, I have something to, some work for you to do. But without saying it directly. So that means, you can't tell your friend to go hire workers, but you could say it by illusion. Uh, the Tanakhama says you're not allowed to say that. You're allowed to say that. That's how we rule. What's his reason? The prohibition of uh, improper speech, speech of planning and uh, proper improper activities for Shabbat is daber davar, meaning dibur asur. But here hur mutar, meaning to say it directly is prohibited, but to do something which is an illusion, which therefore means that you're figuring it out on your own. Here hur, that's mutar. The problem is that Rabbi Yochanan ruled that way. Rami He challenged him. Since when did Rabbi Yochanan say it's only explicit speech that's prohibited but not thought? What's Rabbi Yochanan's position? That thinking is not speech. Rabbi Yochanan says you're not allowed to think about the Torah in a bathhouse or a privy. Uh, so therefore you see that thinking is like speech. That's a different story because with Divrei Torah, there's a, 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 a regulation or an obligation to have Yimachanebi holy. This is not a holy place. But in that same context of the Machane, it says you should have no ervat davar, and again the word davar, speech. Ervat davar is not there about speech. It's there to say 
that any erva whatsoever, even the erva of a non-Jew, becomes an obstacle for saying Kriyat Shema or studying Torah. So, why an Anjou, even a Jew? The answer is, certainly, if Yisrael is there and unclad, you can't say Shema. That they are compared to animals in Yechezkel. I might think that it's no problem if they're there with an erva, Kamash Balan. That it is a problem. So, Eimachinami, why don't I accept the pasuk in Yechezkel? The answer is, Amakrar, Ravatavim, Lo Ra'u. It's Shem and Yefet covered up their father, and it says, Ervatavim, which means Noah, who is not Jewish, has an erva. Vdibur Miasir, since when is it prohibited to actually speak? From Ravchista, Ramnun, Damir Tavayu, Cheshponot Shomitzom, Tov Choshvam, Shabbat. So since one day you're not allowed to talk explicitly about business on Shabbat, you're allowed to do cheshbonot shal mitzvah. You know how much is this Sefer Torah going to cost us? You're allowed to get up and say, we need $500 to help this poor guy out. And they can say that on Shabbat. You're allowed to get up and ask for life-saving issues and, and public needs on Shabbat by with amounts. Even on Shabbat, you're even allowed to go to the theaters and the, the Colosseum, as it were, and the Basilica that they have in order to go ask for things that are needed on, uh, for the public. You're allowed to discuss uh, with a potential mechutan, uh, about having, uh, your daughter married to his, um, um, because, to have his daughter be betrothed to your son. To discuss with somebody tutoring your child, uh, in Torah or in, in an apprenticeship. So we'll come, the answer is to all of these, in that same pasuk it says, you're not allowed to seek after your own business. It's your own business that's prohibited. But that which is needed for heaven, that is mutar. Okay, Amr Yudam Shmuel. Which means sort of meaningless counting. You could count them. So we'll see what that means. Cheshponot of things that have already passed, or that are going to happen, you're not allowed to reckon. But shamalach v'shamabachach, we'll have to see what that means again, mutal ha-choshvan, urminu choshvin ha-choshvanot she'enan tzrichin, ha-choshvanot she'tzrichin ha-shabbat. You're allowed to make an accounting of things that aren't needed, but not things that are needed. Ketzad, let's see what it is. You could say to your friend, it cost me five workers to work on that field, or this amount of money on that field. I spent this amount of money on this apartment. What you're not allowed to say is, I spent this amount, I'm going to spend that amount. So that itself is a problem. Why are we allowing one and not the other? If you still have the money with you that you owe the fellow, then you're not allowed to say it, which is why we said in the first bright is prohibited. 
But if you've already paid him, then it's just talking about the past, about something that already happened. Meaning, anytime the discussion is about a dead issue, like how much you spent, how much you, uh, how long it took you to do this, how far you had to drive, then it's perfectly permissible. But when it's a plan for the future, then it's not permissible. If it's a plan about the past that you haven't yet fulfilled, like paying back, it's also prohibited. Okay, we said, in machshichin, to go at the last minute of Shabbat and to hang out there at the Tchum, there was a Hasid who uh, had his field, uh, one of the part of the fence opened up. Shabbat, he was walking, and he decided that he was going to fence it in, not on Shabbat, but that's when he thought about it. As a result of the fact that on Shabbat is when he had this thought, he decided, I'm not going to fence it in at all, and he left it. He didn't want to benefit from his thoughts on Shabbat that way. A caper bush grew from there, and he got parnasah for his entire family from that, as a miracle. You could tell somebody, I'm going to this town tomorrow. Because after all, if there were huts between here and that town, even though right now it's out of the Tchum, but theoretically it could be Mutar, if there was just some construction between here and that town, they would make it all within one Tchum. Let's test that. Mishnah said you cannot be machshich to go get workers or to pay roads. I understand. Shmuel's principle is that anything that is mutar for me to do, that could theoretically be mutar for me to do on Shabbat, even though practically it's not, I could be machshich for so you, I, I understand why you can't be machshich to hire Paulim. You can't hire Paulim on Shabbat. There's no way. But why can't you stand there and be ready to go bring Perot? Because after all, had there been Mechitzot, and it was all within an Eruv Chatzerot, as it were, you could carry them. So why can't you be Machshich? The answer is, If the Perot are still in the ground, then there's no way to get them on Shabbat. But Rabbi Shaya said that even applies to straw and cut straw. So, that's in the ground. It's not in the ground, so why wouldn't you be able to groom it? The answer is, it could be that it's sour and and uh, unpleasant, and therefore it's muktza, and therefore you can't be machshich, because there's no way to carry it on Shabbat. You're allowed to, we'll see this in the next Mishnah, you're allowed to machshich al hatchum in order to help out with the needs of a kala or of a funeral. Which means there's some needs for a kala or a funeral that you're allowed to do, but a parallel case for a non kala or non funeral, you can't. So, you for a uh, for a kala, you're allowed to be machshich in order to go and let's say cut flowers or cut myrtle branches for her. So you can't do that for somebody else. That I get. In other words, I understand that there's a need for a kala that you're not allowed to do on Shabbat, but we allow you to be machshich alatchum for that. But we don't allow you to do that for somebody else. Elamate my niu. But what is it you do for a mate that wouldn't be doable for anybody on Shabbat? to bring the casket to bring tachrichim. It's only for a mate. After all, if there were mechitzot the whole way, you could bring the Aaron on Shabbat. So therefore, you should be able to machshich. The answer is mate. The same thing is to cut and sew his tachrichim that you could not do for anybody else. So we say you could be machshich in order to do that. 
Okay, so he said, Machshichin, but you're allowed to lishmor. Wait a second, how could this guy go at the last minute, stand in the dark by the tchum, and then jump over the tchum to be shomer? He didn't make up delay yet. You're not allowed to do any work, any any employment work, until you do Havdalah. You think that he said, he davened Mariv out there and said Havdalah? In the fifth parak of Brachot, you have to say Avdalah Lakos also. But if you think maybe he did that, Kos who says that there's a cup out in the field? He's out in the tomb. So I think we're not tomorrow. We're coming around with an Akitot Shanu. Yeah, this mister could be right at a wine press that's out at the tomb. Amrali Rabbi Abba the Rashi, but Marav Amrin and Hachi in Eretz Yisrael they had a different formula. They would say Amav do be Kodesh l'chol and go to work. Rashi Gavin and Berufkan it was only Eretz Yisrael. It spread to Bavel. Rav Hashi said that when he was in his Rebbe's house, Amav 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 do be Kodesh l'chol was saltin and siltin. Then we would cut wood in order to make a fire. So in other words, Amav do be Kodesh l'chol works, and that's what the guy could say at the tchum. Okay, at the end of the mystery, we said Kalmer Rashi Kol Shani Rashi. <clears throat> what was his language? His wording was, Anything I'm allowed to say on Shabbat, I'm allowed to machshich for. Problem is that the wording is strange. What's he, what's he commenting on? If he's commenting on the first statement in the Mishnah that you're not allowed to be machshich in order to go get workers, so then his wording is backwards. It shouldn't be anything I'm allowed to say, I'm allowed to be machshich. It should be kol she'eni zakai b'rato, eni rishai b'chashichato. He should say, anything I'm not allowed, not, allowed, not allowed to say, I'm not allowed to be machshich to support the Mishnah. Since I can't say, will you work for me, I also can be machshich for that. El ha-seifa kai, must be referring to the seifa. Av machshich lishmor, you're allowed to go to be shomer. Vipero piado. So then it should be high call shani zakai b'chashichato shani b'mirato mibaylei. It should be backwards. Anything I'm allowed to be machshich, he should expand and say, I'm also allowed to say on Shabbat. So the answer is the olam ha-seifakai. Really, it is on the seifa. Mashal lahakai, but he's referring to a statement of Shmuel. The later explicated by Shmuel. The review of Shmuel, mutal adam l'mar l'chaverot shmuel l'perot shibitchumcha, but shmuel l'chaverot shibitchumi. We're in two different areas, so you could say to somebody, I'll watch your payroll that are in my tchum, and you watch my payroll that are in your tchum. V'ka'amra b'shol, and b'shol said in Tanakama, so me, lo modi t'motad, and lo modi t'motad, and lo modi t'motad, and lo modi t'motad, don't you agree that you're allowed to do that swap? V'yemakol shaniz ha'kam yirato, since you're allowed to say that, therefore I'm allowed to be machshich for it, l'shmor payroll. Okay. Klala tuye mais. Why did he say klal? Why did Rabbi Shol make this general rule? La tuye ha. The following: The Tanur Baran ain machshichin al tchum lavi behima. You're not allowed to be machshich to bring an animal. Haital meder chutz tchum. If it was standing outside of the tchum, korei lavi hiba. You could summon it, and it'll come. That you're allowed to do. Klal Rabbi Shol said, "Koshin is a kamer atok kishanim machshichalav. Umachshichin lefakeach al iskei kalav iskei hamet lavilo leonu tachirchim." So the Brayta continues, which is that from, and we're going to see this in the next Mishnah, you're allowed to be machshich to help with a kalana mate, and you're even allowed to say, go to this particular place right after Shabbat, and if you can't find an Aron there, go to there, if you can't find it for this price, you spend up to that much. It says, no, you're not allowed to mention the specific amount on Shabbat, but everything else is okay. 
Alright, the next Mishnah, it's the second half of this Mishnah, Machshikin al Hatchum. Uh, sorry, this is the next Mishnah. We've already seen this. Chalin are not our Chalilim. Evidently, they were some sort of percussive instrument because the Mishnah and Sukkot was in Makeba Chalil. But Nochri, if a non-Jew brought Chalilin on Shabbat, which you used at funerals, though he spoke by Nisrael, you can't use them. Elim came from Makom unless they came from somewhere within the Tchum. Asulo Aron v'chafulo kever. Let's say the goyim uh, dug a grave or made a casket. Kaverbo Yisrael, a Jew couldn't be buried there. Mishvili Yisrael, but if they made it for that Jew or for a Jew, lo yikaverbo lameti can never be buried there. Good. So now, my makom karav. What does it mean to come from a nearby place? Then the Gemara does not analyze the first part of the Mishnah because it's already been analyzed in the previous sugya. Mamash means you really have to know that it came from a nearby place. He said, no, we could assume that it probably stayed outside of the boundary, right outside of the boundary, and it was nearby, unless we know it was from far away. The Mishnah seems to support Shmuel. says that if the Goy uh, made a casket and dug a grave, the Jew could be buried there. Almam's fake ashari, which means if we don't know, then it's it it's support then it's mutar. Hachanam is fake ashari, same thing. We have a bright to supporting Rav. Mixed city. We saw this earlier in the Masachat. You have a bathhouse working on Shabbat. If it's mainly non-Jews, you can go in immediately after Shabbat. In Rov Yisrael, if it's mainly Jew, uh, Jews, then Yamtin Ad Chamin. We follow the majority, and we say it was made for Jews, and therefore you have to wait for the amount of time it would take to heat up that water after Shabbat. If it's 50% Jews, 50% non-Jews, you have to wait. Which means that in case of doubt, we have to, uh, we have to, we have to consider it asur. If it's a small ambati, if there's rashut, which means some sort of a important person, then you could bathe right away. My rashut, <coughs> there's ten, he has an important guy with ten slaves who heat up ten flasks, uh, ten thermoses at one time to fill it into this little bath. Then you could bathe in there because it was done for him. Okay, at the end of the Mishnah, we said that if the non Jews made a casket or dug a grave, then you could use it unless he was done for the Jew. Why don't we wait the amount of time it would take? to uh, dig such a grave or build a casket. He said, we're talking about a case where the uh, where the uh, body was left, uh, where the dug was, uh, it was dug in an Isratia, which is a public area, which we know is never for Jews. So, what are you going to say about an Aron? If the Aron was put right on the kever of the non-Jew, it's clearly it was made for the non-Jew, and therefore we have no reason to think it was made for the Jew, and therefore the Jew may be buried in it. Okay, we'll pause at this point. We'll pick it up with the next Mishnah, the first half of Mishnah, hey, on Kufnun Aleph, and Aleph, in the meantime, we should have a wonderful day.